here tonight, and I'd like you to take your Bibles if you would, and I'd like us to turn to the book of Job here tonight as we consider a thought that I've been thinking about for some time now, and uh, I'd like to bring a message along the lines of coping with a loss. And uh, in Job chapter 1, uh, we find Job uh, basically lose a lot of stuff, and uh, a lot of times uh, we find in the Bible, uh, Job, one of those places people will turn to when they maybe lose something or, or um, experience something uh, that's difficult or hard to experience in life. And so I want to begin here looking in the book of Job and considering both Job and, and some other guys who lost some things. And I want to consider how to deal with a loss in a scriptural manner. And, uh, and, and I believe also a spiritual manner. But uh, let's begin by Job chapter 1, verse number... Uh, we'll start here in verse number 1, and we'll read down to verse number 21 of this chapter to begin with here tonight. There was a man in the land of Oz whose name was Job, and that man was perfect and upright, one that feared God and eschewed evil, and there were born unto him seven sons and three daughters. His substance also was 7,000 sheep and 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen and 500 she-asses and a great, uh, great household. So that this man was the greatest of all the men of the east. And his sons went and feasted in their houses. Every one in one house's day and sent and called for their three sisters to eat and to drink with them. And it was so when the days of their feasting were gone about that Job sent and sanctified them and rose up early in the morning and offered burnt offering according to the number of them all. For Job said, it may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus did Job continually. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord and Satan came also among them. And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro from the earth and walking up and down in it. The Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, Doth Job fear God for naught or for nothing? Has thou not made a hedge about him, about his house, and about all that he hath on every side? Thou hast blessed the work of his hands, and his substance is increased in the land. But put forth thine hand now, and touch all that he hath, and he will curse thee to the face. The Lord said unto Satan, Behold, all that thou hast is now power, only upon himself put not forth thy hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. There was a day when his sons and his daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. And there came a messenger unto Job and said the oxen were plowing, the asses feeding besides them, and the Sabians fell upon them and, and took them away. He hath slain the servants with the edge of the sword, and I only am escaped alone to tell thee. Well, he's yet speaking, there came another and uh, said, The fire of the Lord has fallen from heaven and hath burnt up the sheep and the servants and consumed them and I only have escaped alone uh, to tell thee and while he was yet speaking there came also another and said the Chaldeans made out three bands that fell upon the camels and have carried them away yea the slain 
servants and the edge of the sword, and I am only escaped to tell thee. And while he was yet speaking, there came also another and said, The sons of thy daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. And behold, there came a great wind from the wilderness and smote the four corners of the house and it fell upon the young men and they are dead. I only am escaped alone to tell thee. Then Job arose and, and uh, rent his mantle and shaved his head and fell down upon the ground in worship and said, Naked came I out of my mother's womb and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave, the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In all this, Job sinned not, nor charged God foolishly. Tonight I'd like to look at this thought of coping with a loss. Let's pray as we consider this thought here tonight. Father, thank you again for this account in the Bible. We thank you again for other accounts of the Bible where we see a real people deal with losses that come into a person's life, sometimes suddenly, sometimes unexpectedly, but yet at the same time allowed a view. And uh, in this case, certainly allowed a view uh, to test your servant Job. Father, as we see this here tonight, I pray, Lord, uh, we could see in his life and other men and people of the Bible that as they suffer losses, they all had to deal with those, just like we do. And uh, help us, Lord, to understand how we would best do this. We pray this in Jesus' name and for his sake, amen. Now, I, you talk about bad news <laughs> four times in the same day. Job Pierce, news of some losses. In verse number 15, you see the loss of livestock and servants. Verse number 15, and, and the savings fell upon them and, and took them away. Yea, they have slain the servants with the edge of the sword. I am only escaped to tell thee. The oxen were plowing, the asses were feeding besides the Samians fell upon them. They killed the ox, they killed the asses, they killed the servants. Verse 16, it goes on, it says, While he was yet speaking, there came also another, the fire of God has fallen upon uh, from heaven and hath burned the sheep and the servants and consumed them. And I am only escaped alone to tell thee. Now that seems very unusual for fire to come they say from the Lord. I don't know that what came from the Lord because these things were uh, Satan's doings, but they seen fire come down and it consumed the sheep and the servants. And certainly this was bad news or rough news or hard news when it came to Job. In verse number 17, it says, And while I was yet speaking, there came also another. The Chaldeans made out three bands, fell upon the camels, carried them away, Yea, slain the servants with the edge of the sword, and I am only escaped to tell thee. And so, not he loses his ox, his axes, he loses his sheep, he loses servant after servant after servants that worked with these animals. He loses his camels in verse number 17, which are used in those days for travel and certainly for other things. But it doesn't end there. In verse number 18, it says, While I was yet speaking, there came yet another, and, and thy sons and thy daughters were eating and drinking wine at their eldest brother's house. And behold, there came a great wind from the wilderness and smote the four corners of the house, and it fell upon the young men. They are dead, and I have only escaped to tell thee. 
Now, we heard all this news. I'm sure it was shocking when it comes to loss. Normally, uh, news, losses, difficulties that we experience are, are shocking. But in all this, we see him turn to the Lord in uh, verse number 20 and 21 there and uh, do the right thing in this situation. It says, And Job arose and he rent his mantle and he shaved his head and fell down upon the ground and worshipped. It said, Naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave, the Lord had taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Of those in the Bible that I would say experience probably the greatest losses, I would have to say Job is at the top. I don't know any mortal man that experienced what Job had experienced in life. And he lost a lot of stuff, if you think about it. Imagine, as, as it says there in verse number 3, that he was the greatest of all the men of the East. He had more stuff than anybody else. So he was basically the richest guy around at that time. His substance was 7,000 sheep. So when that event there where the sheep again are destroyed, there's 7,000 consumed from a fire that seemingly came from heaven, verse number 16. Uh, 3,000 camels, you see there, he loses the camels there as the enemy, the Chaldeans, came along and they slew the camels and they slew the servants. And the Bible says he had 3,000 camels, and certainly 3,000 camels had a lot of servants attending to them. And he also lost 500 yoke of oxen and, and 700 she-asses, which are also mentioned in this passage of Scripture, and he lost them. And the Bible says in verse number 3, and he had a very great household, and he lost some of his children from his household. Job lost a lot. Job lost more than, like I said, I believe most men will ever experience in life, or women will experience in life. We all deal with losses. It's a part of life. It's a part of real life. And we do learn from losses. The truth is, these losses often catch us off guard. They can take the wings out of our sails. They can shock us to the core, even, depending on how hard they are or uh, what magnitude they are in life. And uh, we see, again, different individuals in the Bible, again, lose or experience losses. We're not going to turn there, but in 2 Kings chapter 6, verse number 5, we find, again, someone losing axe head. They're trying to build something for God and do something from God, and they lose an axe head. A simple tool to do a task, but yet lost, at least for a time. They lost something. Let's turn back to Genesis chapter 31. There are all kinds of losses that come in life of varying degrees. You know, someone might simply lose when it comes to a game or a sporting event. Someone might lose when it comes to, again, uh, maybe possessions or property. Somebody may lose a job. Somebody might lose their parents, or they may lose a pastor, or they might lose a child, or they might lose a brother or a sister. These are part of life, and we need to know how to deal with those kinds of things. Genesis chapter 31 and... Uh, Verse number 36, let's just pick up there. Genesis 31, verse number 36. The Bible says, And Jacob was wroth and chode with Laban. And, and Jacob answered and said unto Laban, What is my trespass? What is my sin? Why is thou hotly pursued after me? 
Where hast thou searched all my stuff, and hast uh, thou found all the house, of all thy households set it here before my brethren and thy brethren, that they may judge between us? And twenty years have I served thee, thy ewes and thy goats have, have not cast their young, and their rams, the flock, I have not eaten. That which was torn of the beast I brought not unto thee. I bear the loss of it. Of my hand didst thou require it, whether stolen by day or stolen by night. And so he also faced losses, Jacob did. As he served his father-in-law for a long time, some 20 years. There were things that were lost at that time, and he bare those things. And again, he took care of those things, and he didn't ask to get anything out of those things. Beasts came along and they tore some of the animals up there and he bare the loss, verse number 29, of them. Whether it was stolen by day or night, he bore the loss of those things. And so he lost the animals to the enemy or to the predator. And certainly, again, if you were a farmer, again, you might experience things like a sheep suddenly disappearing because maybe a wolf or something that is in the region has destroyed that or consumed that. Let's turn back to Genesis chapter 37. We also experience losses not only when it comes to possessions or maybe property or things, but we also sometimes experience loss when it comes to people. Genesis chapter 37, at verse number 24, it says, And Jacob rent his clothes and put sackcloth upon his loins and mourned for his son many days. And all his sons and his daughters rose up and comforted him, but he refused to be comforted. And he said, For I go down into the grave unto my son mourning. Thus his father wept for him. You know, Jacob thought he had lost his son Joseph to death. He didn't know he was alive. He assumed he was dead. In verse 33 it says, And he knew it and said, it is my son's cold and evil beast has devoured him, and Joseph is without rent and pieces. He believed in the tragic death of his son being torn in pieces by some kind of beast, some kind of animal, and he had to bear the loss. Jacob lost some things in life. Job lost some things in life. But how do we deal with these kinds of things? Let's turn back to our text there in Job chapter 1. Uh, Job chapter 1, in uh, verse number 21. In verse number 20, let me read that also. Job chapter 1, verse number 20, and verse number 21. It says, Then Job arose and rent his mantle and shaved his head and fell down uh, upon the ground and worshiped, and said, Naked came I out of my, my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave, the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. How should we deal with a loss? Let me say this, although this is not exactly what uh, I believe Job did, but I believe he thanked God for what he had before the loss. You see that in the, in the words here, the Lord gave. Every good gift comes from above. Everything that's good comes from God. And so as God had blessed him, as it, even, even the devil had mentioned here back, and we can look that in Job chapter 1, that the Lord, had, I mean, Job had been blessed by God with animals and oxen and camels and sheep and properties and possessions and, and ten family members that were his own children. 
The Lord gave him all this stuff, the servants, the sheep, the camel, the oxen, the sons, the daughters, all these things he had, the Lord gave to him. But yet at the same time, he said, the Lord gave them to me and the Lord had taken them away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. You know, people that lose things, especially people that lose things early, a lot of times have to look at what they had with maybe a loved one before that person was lost to death. Again, I haven't lost a child really uh, in, in a sense like some have, or maybe in their, their early life, you know, the first few years after they've been born. But I still remember little Lily Hernandez there in Fargo Baptist Church and just dying suddenly, just dying suddenly. And I can't imagine what it was like for David, the dad. And uh, experiencing this in life. I mean, just sudden deaths. I mean, there's, there's sudden deaths. I could talk about sudden deaths that have happened uh, with people here in the church ministry uh, that we've known and they're no longer alive. They're no longer with us. They're no longer here anymore. I mean, it wasn't that long ago that Alyssa Berg was coming to the church. I know it's a long time ago to some, but it really wasn't that long ago that Alyssa Berg came to church. And she came actually to church one time with her mom and her dad and herself, and sat back there right where Noah and, and uh, Kevin and Elizabeth are right now. And uh, Alyssa Berg lost her mother to death, suddenly, unexpectedly. You know, sometimes people lose their children before they die. Again, I, 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 I still am amazed a first cousin I have that's still religious. I'm not saying she's saved, but she's still religious. I'm not saying exactly where I know where she is spiritually, but I know this. Jennifer has experienced more losses than most of us will ever experience in life. Imagine being born in a family of four of you. It's Jennifer and Jeff and uh, Chucky or, and uh, Kurt. So three boys and one girl. By the time she reached 30 years old, she didn't have any brothers anymore. Not one. Not one in her life anymore. They all had died early. Some had died expectantly with the boys there, the younger boys there, uh, Jeff and Kurt. But... At the same time, Chucky died suddenly also in an accident where he was out snowmobiling. And he died very early in life. Can't remember how old he was, 18, 19, 20, somewhere in there. But I mean, in, in, in lives, I mean, we think about, you know, my life and I think about my family's life. I haven't lost a single brother to death yet. Someone says, what's the big deal about that? Well, we're almost all 50 years old or so now. We haven't lost a one. I mean, my dad died of cancer in old age. I mean, that was to be expected in time. My mom certainly may die sometime down the road here. I, she could die tomorrow. I don't know. But we all deal with losses. And how do we deal with those losses? Well, we should deal with losses, I believe, in a thankful and worshipful manner. You see that with Job there. He worshiped the Lord after this loss. 
Lost all his kids. Not just one. Not just two. Not just three. But ten. In one day. He lost all these possessions he had. I mean, he worked for these things. He, I'm sure, did a lot of different things. I mean, he walked with the Lord. He did that which is right with the Lord and all these kind of things. He lost all these things at one time. And so he was in this position where he could thank God for these things or uh, certainly, again, be very upset with these things. But I think he thanked God for the loss because if he was worshiping, he was still going in the right manner. And if he said, blessed be the name of the Lord, in verse number 21, he didn't say, I wish I never had any kids. I, never, I wish I would have never had these things. I believe, again, he was thankful for what he had while he had them. Yet it was a great loss. And so, first of all, when it comes to coping with a loss, we need to look to God there and still seek to worship him. And we need to be thankful for what we had before the loss. But secondly, when we see here tonight in this case of Job, and it's very necessary, I believe, for everyone to do when they experience a loss, is they need to go to God in a loss. You don't see Job turn to alcohol or some other thing in this loss. He goes to God in this loss. And you see him there, he says, he worshiped the Lord, he blessed the Lord, he thanked the Lord for what he had been given, and it had now been taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be God who had given me these things to begin with. So he went to God in his loss and might look at this passage of scripture and we say everything's great and good and everything else like that. But you know, this wasn't the end of his losses. And again, I, I don't do this to discourage you, but I just want you to be uh, see here in the Bible that this wasn't the end of his losses. In the next chapter, again, his faith is challenged again as Satan goes and tries to get him to turn from God and to curse God. And he is smote with some disease there. In verse number 7, it says, So Satan went forth in the presence of the Lord, and smote uh, Job with sore boils and the sore of his foot uh, to his crown. He took his potter's shed to scrape it with all, and he, he sat down in the ashes, then set his wife on them. Dost thou retain thy integrity, curse God, and die? Uh, but he said unto her, Thou speakest as a... One of the women, uh, uh, foolish women speak, what, shall we not receive good at the hand of God, and shall we not receive evil? In all this did Job not sin with its lips. We see here, again, in this passage of Scripture, he's tried again in another lost situation, he loses his health. And a lot of times that's really tough. I mean, it's one thing to lose properties, possessions, jobs, other people, etc., but maybe to lose your own health, that's, that's something difficult to deal with. And so we see him just coping with these things by scraping, uh, scraping these uh, boils he has, verse number 8, and uh, he just, he just kind of dealing with it. And, uh, but you see him in this passage of Scripture, again, go to the Lord in his loss. I mean, he, just, he, he uh, goes to the Lord in his loss, but at first of all, first there, he, he certainly saddened and he silenced in his loss. Look at verse number 13. I'm not going to look at all the stuff here. You're familiar with it, but his friends come to him. They weep with him, verse number 11 and 12, and then he sat down with them upon the ground seven days and seven nights, and none spake a word unto him, for they saw his grief was very great. You know, when a person loses something that's special to them, etc., uh, again, it can lead to 
uh, shock. It can lead to sadness. It can lead to struggles. It can lead to discouragement. We'll look at that just a little later. But we find in the Bible he lost a lot. He lost servants. He lost sons. He lost daughters. And now he loses his health. And his wife is discouraging these things. And, and I'm, I'm not going to... I just think kind of rightly so. I mean, once you... Once I, I don't expect me uh, to lose all that sort of stuff and maybe, you know, come out and say, praise the Lord, I lost my health now. No, I don't think I'd probably do that. But he lost these things. But he went to God to talk about these things. At first he was silent. For, for, at first he was very sorrowful. And then you understand here, you see his struggle. And I'm just saying that, that, that can happen after a loss. It could be a, a spiritual struggle that takes place after a loss. In verse number, uh, chapter 3, verse number 1, After these, this opened Job his mouth and cursed his day. Cursed his day? What does it mean? He cursed his birthday. He cursed his birth. He didn't curse God, but he cursed the reality that God allowed him to be born. In verse number 2 and 3, it says this, And Job spake and said, Let the day perish wherein I was born, the night in which they said there is a man-child conceived. You say, what's going on in Job's head? He's, he's, he's really discouraged. He's really down because of this loss. He's really hurt by this loss. He really thinks it would be better if he wasn't born, so to speak. Because of this great loss. He, he didn't, he'd rather have not experienced life and all the joys that he had with his children and it was with his wife before this and all the, the things he had before this. He was just struggling in life. And I just want to say that when people lose something, there may be a great struggle that takes place in their life. We read on here in verse number 23. Again, I'm skipping through some verses. It says, Why is light given to a man whose way is hid and whom... Hath God hedged in? For my sighing cometh before I eat. My roarings pour out like water. The thing which I greatly feared has come upon me, and that which I was afraid of has come upon me. I was not in safety, neither had I rest, neither had I quiet, yet trouble came. You know, he's talking to God. If you lose something, it's a good thing just to go to God and maybe let him know what you're feeling or what you're thinking. You know, you see this as raw, again, as far as I'm concerned, it's raw, uh, you know, uh, talking or speaking to God. There's nothing censored there. There's nothing that he holds back here. He's talking to God about his feelings. He's talking about where he's at. He's talking to the, the God he just wishes that he had never been born because he, he had to experience this thing in life. It, in verse 25, the thing that I greatly fear has come upon me. And that which is afraid has come upon me. What it come upon him? I, I would have to believe that he'd lose all his stuff. Maybe that's what he was talking about. Or he loses health. Or he loses some of these things in life. Let's turn to Job chapter 6. Just looking a little forward here in the book of Job. We'll consider some other passages here tonight too, but... Job chapter 6, we see him talk to God. We need to go to God. It's so very important a loss to go to God. Don't go to the alcohol. Don't go to the bottle. Don't go off and do something crazy or wild or whatever it might be. But go to God in your loss. Job chapter 6 and verse number 14, it says, To him that is afflicted, pity should be showed from his friend. 
but he forsaketh the fear of the Almighty. Verse 24, same chapter, teach me and I will hold my tongue. Cause me to understand wherein I have erred. You know, he was looking at his loss and trying to consider, hey, is there something I did wrong? Is there something I should have done different? We find here in the Bible uh, some thinking taking place after loss. We see again some struggle taking place after loss. In Job chapter 13, I believe some reasoning would take place as you read again through the book of Job. I encourage you to do this if you've ever experienced a loss. This may help you. In Job chapter 13, we'll pick up there in verse number 1. The Bible says, Lo, mine eye hath seen all this, mine ear hath heard and understood. What do you know? The same do I also know. I am not inferior to you. Surely I speak uh, to the Almighty, and I, I desire to reason with God. But ye are forgers of lies. You are all physicians of no value. Who's he talking to? He's talking to his friends. They we're there to comfort his loss. But they were critical of him, and they were hard on him because of these losses he experienced in life. And uh, he, he talks to them just like he talks to God in very truthful words. Verse number 5, it says, Oh, that you all together hold your peace. And it'll be your wisdom. If you guys would just be quiet. Don't it doesn't what you're doing is not helping in the matter is more or less what he's saying. Hear now my reason and hearken to my pleading of my lips. Will we speak wickedly for God or talk deceitly for him? Will we accept his person or will we contend with God? Is it good that we should search him out as a, as a man mocketh another? Uh, do you so mock him? Uh, you will surely reprove you. If you do secretly accept persons, he goes on and says a number of things, but I just want to pick out verse number 15, very key verse in this discourse of his, though he slay me, yet I'll trust him. I will maintain mine own ways before him. It's needful that we, again, appreciate what we had before the loss. It's good for us to go to God in the loss, but it's needful that we come to a place of trusting him in a loss, or even if we lose even more. The Bible says, though he slay me, yet I'll trust him. But I will maintain mine own ways before him. Let's turn to the book of Psalm, Psalm chapter 15. Psalm 50, sorry, 5-0. Psalm 50. You know, anyone can experience a loss. It might be a small loss. It might be a, a big loss. You know, some people lose maybe even a pet that maybe has been in their family for a long time, or maybe they'll lose a job that they had for many years. I think about my dad, and, and the shock it was to us when, we, when he came home from Knox Lumber, he was no longer working. <laughs> I mean, he was done. I mean, no one more day type thing. Came to work one day, he was done. I think he had worked there 17 years. And imagine what that would be like. And he's the sole breadwinner of our family. And... Knox Lumber, I mean, I have one of the red hats. I remember going there as a kid, and, and he was there at that desk, you know, that desk where you buy your building materials or you have questions about construction, those types of things. And, and that's where my dad was all the time. And just to hear he lost his job, what a shock. What a shock that was to us, our family, himself, I'm sure. But what do we need to do in a time of loss? Well, we need to go to the Lord. Psalm chapter 50, 
In verse number 4 and verse number 5, it says, Therefore should I fear in the days of evil, when the iniquity of my heels compass me about. They that trust, whoops, I'm in the wrong chapter, chapter 50, I'm supposed to be 50, verse 4 and 5. He shall call to heavens from above and to the earth he may judge, gather my saints together unto me, that he made uh, sacrifices to my covenant. That's not the right verse. It is 40, it is 49, I'm sorry with that, 49, verse number uh, 5 and verse number 6, it says, Therefore will I fear the evil days, when the iniquities are at my heels, shall compass me. They that trust in their wealth, and they that boast themselves of the riches, none of these things can by any means deliver his brother, nor give a ransom for him. And so we find in the Bible that we can't trust, and we can't, know exactly what's going on when it sometimes comes to loss. We don't sometimes understand why losses come. The book of Nahum says, The Lord is good and a stronghold in the day of trouble. He that knoweth them shall trust him. And so, yes, we'll have days of troubles. We'll have days where we might lose things, and we need to trust God in those losses. But I also want to mention, if we go back to the book of Job, I do want to mention this because sometimes, you know, we're in a position where we go to God after loss and, and uh, we, again, thank God maybe for what we had before the loss and uh, we start to trust God in that loss. But you'll find here as you study this passage of Scripture that Job definitely got discouraged in his loss. And I want you to see this, Job chapter uh, 3, verse number 11. It says, Why died I not from the womb? Why did I not give up the ghost when I came out of the belly? You know, that sounds really bad, but that's how Job felt. Why did I live? Why didn't I just die? You know, when we experience a loss, I mean, it can lead to great discouragement. In a loss, we can take comfort. Yes, in the scripture, we can take comfort, again, in what we might have had before the loss, etc. But there's sometimes need for us just to really talk and and uh, maybe have have uh, opportunity maybe to talk not only to God, but somebody else about our loss. Because we can get sad, we can get shocked, and we can struggle, and we can get discouraged in a loss. And let me just say this. If you lose something really big and it really hurts you a whole lot, seek help from someone else in a loss. You know, someone might get so discouraged, they might even despair of life in a loss. Let's turn to Joshua chapter 7. Joshua chapter 7. You know, it's, it's, it's just part of life to deal with things that are both encouraging and discouraging. There are victories and there are defeats. There are highs and there are lows. There's sometimes, again, victory after victory. I think that's what you see, especially with Joshua here. And uh, when it came to a loss for him, it was like, this, this doesn't fit the narrative, so to speak. I mean, we just got, we, we experienced victory at Jordan. You see that in Joshua chapter 3 and Joshua chapter 4. We see victory at Jericho. I mean, those walls came tumbling down in Joshua chapter 6. But yet he comes to this place called Ai, and they suffer a loss. Joshua chapter 7, verse number 5, it says, And the men of Ai smote them from uh, 36 men, for they chased them from before the gate unto Sheba, Rem, 
and smote them from the going down, wherefore the hearts of the people melted and became as water. And Joshua rent his clothes and fell in the earth. That's exactly what Job did, right? Rent his clothes, fell to the earth. Uh, on the face of the earth before the ark until the eventide, he and the fathers and put dust on their heads. They did exactly what, again, you see Job do. Same general experience in a loss. And then you see Joshua do as Job did. He goes to God and Joshua said, I'm the last, O Lord. Wherefore hast thou at all brought this people all over Jordan to deliver them in the hand of the Amorites to destroy us? Would to God we have been content and dwelt on the other side of Jordan. O Lord, thou shalt, I say, when the Israelite turneth their backs from their enemies, for the Canaanites and all the inhabitants of the land shall hear of it and shall environ us or encircle us round about, cut off our name from the earth, and what wilt thou do to thy great name? I mean, Joshua here is discouraged. He's upset. He's struggling. He's worrying. He's concerned. In verse number 10, it says, And the Lord said unto Joshua, Get thee up, where liest thou on the, God, on, the, on the face of the earth? Israel sinned, and they transgressed my covenant, which I commanded them. For they have even taken the cursed thing and have stolen and disassembled, and they have put even it among their stuff. Joshua suffered a loss because here in the Bible there were some things going on that shouldn't have been going on, and he suffered a loss as a result of that. You know, some people again might lose a person in their life to a you know a drunk driver. Or some other situation in life, maybe some kind of crazy accident. You know, we've heard of that before, where someone, you know, maybe at some street corner was driven over by a car, or hurt along the road, or whatever it might be. And here was with Joshua, he experienced a loss that he did not expect, and he found him in a place of discouragement, where he was basically said, well, I should have just stayed on the other side of Jordan. That's not Joshua. That's not Joshua normally. That's not what Joshua normally thinks, is He's the one that Joshua and Caleb said to, of the Canaanites, they'd they be bread for us. We spied out the land, they're, they're bread for us. But Joshua begins to worry and somewhat fear and to fret that the enemy might destroy them. And so I just want to say that sometimes in, in losses we might get discouraged or have bouts of discouragement from time to time because of a, a loss that takes place in our life. And we might think the worst rather than the best in those sorts of situations. But you find here in in the Bible, in Joshua chapter 7, verse number 10, that uh, we find when it comes to losses, we need to get up after our losses, as the Lord commanded Joshua to do. In verse 10, it says, And the Lord said unto Joshua, Get thee up, wherefore liest thou upon thy face? You know, it may not be easy to get up. It might not be uh, possible to get up. May again, in, in, in a lost situation, it might be difficult to get up, but... Sooner or later, we have to get up. We have to do what the Lord would have us to do. Proverbs chapter 24. Let's turn over there. Proverbs 24, verse number 16. I've looked at this verse sometimes, and I just want to go there here again tonight. I could probably just quote it, but I think, again, it would be just good to go over there. Proverbs chapter 24 and verse number 16. The Bible says here, for the just man falleth seven times and rises up again, but the wicked shall fall into mischief. The just man falleth seven times and gets up again. 
We need to get up. That's always God's will that we get up. In time to get up. Maybe to begin with, we can't get up. You don't see Job get up, so to speak. He, he's down for a time. For seven days, he's in a place of shock and sorrow with his friends. After that, again, he's in a situation where he, again, is again smitten with his disease and he's bearing it and he's dealing with criticism and all kinds of different things. And, and you find in that situation, in the end, he has to get up and go on and do what needs to be done in that situation. Let's turn back to Joshua chapter 8. Joshua got discouraged when these things happened, but he was told to get up and to go on. And that's something sometimes hard to do. It's something, again, uh, certainly, again, very difficult to do depending on the situation uh, that happens in a person's life and how, again, they're able to cope with that situation. Joshua chapter 8 in verse number 1, it says, And the Lord said unto Joshua, Fear not, neither be dismayed. Take all the people of war with thee, and arise and go up to Ai. See, I have given into thy hand the king of Ai and his people and his city. Verse 3, it says, So Joshua rose and all the people of war to go up against Ai. And Joshua chose out 30,000 mighty men of valor and sent them away by night. And you see them go up against the enemy. Again, again, at times of losses, we need to get up, we need to go on, we need to be willing to go forward, we need to be able to battle with the enemy. Arise and go up to Ai. Well, they suffered defeat at Ai. Why go there now? Because God said to go there now. Truth is, everyone and anyone needs to be able to go up and go forward after a loss. We also see, and I like to finally remember here as we consider losses here and we see this also in the book of Job I'm not going to go over there for lack of time but in Joshua chapter 8 and uh, verse number 30 through verse number 32 we need to give God credit in victory after a loss you see that here in this chapter in Joshua chapter 8 verse number 30 it says then Joshua built an altar unto the Lord God of Israel at Mount Ebal as Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded the children of Israel, as it's written in the, in the book of the law of Moses, in the altar of whole stones over which no man hath lifted up any iron. And they offered thereupon burnt offerings unto the Lord and sacrificed peace offers. He wrote thereupon the stones of a copy of the law of Moses, which he wrote in the presence of all the children of Israel. I'm going to skip through a first few verses there. Reading verse 34, And afterward he read all the words of the law and the blessings and the cursings, according to all the written in the book of law. There was not one word of all that Moses commanded, which Moses read not before all the congregation of the children, with the women, the little ones, the strangers, and those who were conversant with them. Can we see here in the Bible, after dealing with this loss here, we see them go forward after this loss, and then, we see them remember God and set back to doing what they were doing before all these things were lost. An altar was built to remember God. The law of God was given to the people to continue to follow it. And they began to do what they were supposed to do in all these matters here. This, I believe, again, was the same general course that Job took. In the end, he prayed for his friends, and he recovered all that was lost. Again, let's pray 
as we consider what to do when we deal with the loss. There's some thoughts here, again, that we can keep in mind. We need to trust God in it. And there's a lot of other things there, but let's pray as we close here tonight. I pray that you, again, have learned some things.